Hey guys, welcome to episode 31 of The Daily Churn. Today is going to be a recap of all the things that I churned in August. But before we get into that, I have a bit of an exciting announcement to make, which is that I've added a churn tracker on the website, which is something that I've been wanting to do for a while. And basically what it is, is kind of like a diary or a log of the things that I'm churning as I'm churning them. So you can see the accounts that I open in real time, as well as bonuses that post and data points and various notes that I take along the way. So that way you don't have to wait until one of these recaps to hear about things that happened in the past month. Because I know with some of these accounts, they're expired by the time I do the recap. Or for the really crazy deals, those get pulled usually within a day or two. And so this is kind of a way to follow along and and keep up with all the things that I'm churning. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys find it helpful. It's still very much in a beta type state. I just finished it last night. So I'm sure there's things that can be improved. And so there's a little comments section on there as well. So if you have feedback, like you want to see different information being displayed, or it's too much info being displayed, definitely let me know and, and I'll work on improving it in the coming weeks and months. But yeah, you can find it at the dailychurnpodcast.com slash tracker, or just from the main page, I've added a new nav link that you can click to get to the tracker. You do need an account to see the tracker because I I didn't really want this stuff indexed publicly, but it is free to join. So once you make an account, you'll be able to see the tracker as well as leave comments and feedback on the page. It only has data right now, starting from the beginning of August, since I was doing it for the August recap. But it also has some of the things that I'm currently churning in September. Those will be things that will be covered in the September recap, but you'll be able to see them now. So Yeah, I'm excited about it, but um, take a look and let me know what you guys think. All right, so back to the recap, starting with banks. There was on Juno, or I guess now just Juno, that posted for $100, and that was for depositing $250 via payroll and joining using a referral code that I got from DOC. And the data point there is that the WISE transfer that I did worked. So the $250 from WISE was able to trigger the $100 bonus. And if you haven't used WISE before or are not sure how to use WISE without it costing a lot of money, definitely check out episode 28, which is on employer direct deposits. And I go over how you can do WISE transfers for any amount for only 39 cents. So that worked well. And then I referred my P2 to Juno once mine posted and Juno bonuses post in 15 days. So all in all, pretty smooth. Hopefully P2's bonus will post later this month in September. And I'll share my referral link for Juno on the dailychurnpodcast.com as well. If you haven't done Juno yet, it seems like a pretty easy bonus, especially with Wise. So check it out. Next up, we have the US bank business checking bonus for $400. That was actually a fail for both myself and P2. Both of us tried applying for the account with our businesses. My P2 had a single member LLC. I applied as a sole proprietorship and both were denied. Well, not technically denied. It got a message saying that, hey, we can't do it online. If you want to open it, please call in, etc., which I wasn't too excited about. And so, yeah, it did not auto approve either of us, which seems pretty consistent with some of the data points on DOC as well. So probably wouldn't recommend that account unless you're comfortable going to a branch or calling in and trying to figure out why they didn't approve you and submitting a bunch of documents. 
Then kind of uh, an update on Albert, which is that uh, fintech app bank that was giving out those crazy referral bonuses a while back. I've been using Albert for the last few months for their cashback because you could activate 20% off at Whole Foods. And so whenever we'd go to Whole Foods, my wife and I would both activate 20% off because it was capped at $5, which basically meant you could only spend $25 to get the $5 back. So we'd get like two shopping baskets and we'd split the groceries. And so a $50 Whole Foods trip ended up being $40 with Albert cashback. And we do that every couple of weeks. And it was great. You know, I kept Albert in both of our wallets. However, Albert now has made all of those cashback offers Genius only. And what Genius is, is I'm actually not even sure what Genius does. All I know is that it's a paid monthly subscription that you pay Albert in order to get Genius. I don't know what benefits you get. I'm assuming someone, a Genius on the Albert side, will give you recommendations on things. I have no idea. I mean, it's clearly just a money grab. And uh, with Genius, they will let you pay however much you want. They have like a little sliding scale so that you can pay what you think is fair. And the lowest that sliding scale goes to is $4. So they suggest you paying like $10 or $15 a month for it, but they'll let you slide that all the way down to $4, which is pretty hilarious. I mean, it really adds no value and you're sort of forcing people to do it. And so what we think is fair is really $0, but that's sort of consistent with how Albert, I think, operates, which is I think at some point they even had a tip feature. Maybe I'm confusing this with public, but some of these fintech app companies are adding like a tip option. So after you do a transaction, you'll get a pop up saying, did you like our service? Tip us. And they'll give you an option to tip them two, three or four dollars, which is just completely crazy and hilarious in my mind that somebody at these VC funded fintech companies thought hey, you know, people in America, they, they love tipping. So wouldn't they want to just give us more free money by tipping us for this service that we provide? You know, I'm only getting paid like $300,000 a year to develop this thing. And, you know, this VC only gave us like $20 million in funding, right? So I think it's only fair that the people who use Albert tip us or subscribe to Genius so that we can continue paying rent in San Francisco. I mean, it's really hard out there in Silicon Valley right now. And so, yeah, the, the level of, I think, tone deafness required for you to implement a tipping feature on your fintech app, it just boggles the mind. So yeah, Albert is now sitting in my big Ziploc bag that I have of literally hundreds of cards that I never use. But it was good while it lasted. But that is the, uh, the unfortunate change with Albert. Then on the topic of fails, Chime also did not work out for P2. So Chime is also a fintech bank and both MyPoints and Swagbucks are, were, I think they still are offering like $300 worth of Swagbucks or MyPoints for signing up with Chime. And so mine actually went through totally fine and I got the $300. But for P2... Did the exact same process, used Square on Chime. It shows that, hey, we've received a dark deposit, so it should have worked, but it just never posted on my points for her. And we followed up with my points support, which seems to be just as useless as Swagbucks support, where even though we sent them all the screenshots of everything going through, we got the generic, well, we were unable to verify this activity with Chime, so we're unable to give you the bonus. So 
no-go for P2, but it did work for P1. So your mileage may vary, which again is also very consistent with the comments on DOC about Chime and my points and Swagbucks, which is that half the people it seems to work perfectly fine for, and the other half, it just never goes through and support's not going to help you out. So tackle at your own risk, but you never know. Finally, on the banks side of things, there was the Amex 30,000 points for opening a business checking account. And so I did that for both myself and P2, and we were both instantly approved. So super easy. And once you log in, there's actually a nice little tracker on the site that tells you if you've met all the requirements yet to qualify for the 30,000 points. I think it's that you have to deposit $5,000, keep the $5,000 in there for 60 days, and then make 10 transactions, but not debit card transactions. So You can't just go Amazon reload 10 times and qualify. You actually have to do, I think, bill payments or ACH transfers. The way we're going to do it is just schedule like 10 transfers from Ally into the account. I'm waiting on a data point from someone on whether paying a credit card, like your Amex card, will work to trigger those transactions. Because if they do, you could just pay your credit card $1 at a time 10 times, and that would probably be easier than scheduling 10 ACH transfers. So TBD on that, but otherwise super easy bonus. My friend and his P2 also applied and his was instant approved, but his P2s went into pending review. So I guess maybe like 75% odds that it will just go through without you having to interact or talk with anyone. And for 30,000 Amex points, I think that's, that's pretty worth it. And just a note too, that the Amex business checking is different than the cabbage business checking that Amex offers. So if you've done Cabbage before, which we had, you can still go ahead and do the Amex business one. Moving on to credit cards, the Wells Fargo business credit card that my wife and I opened back when we opened the Wells Fargo business checking account, both of those $300 bonuses posted. And I think it was spend $3,000 and get $300 back. And since we opened it while opening the Wells Fargo business checking, that credit card was a pre-approved offer that didn't require a hard pull. So double win because it's a business card, so it doesn't show up on your credit report, and also no hard pull, so it doesn't affect your credit. So both of those posted, I think I got the 300 plus another $19 worth of cash back for spending that $3,000 on the card, and P2 got $344 total. I'm not sure why she got 44 and I got only 19 because it should have been, I think, 1.5% cash back on the full $3,000. So not quite sure what happened there, but that's okay. End total was $663 just from those two credit cards. But the thing with the Wells Fargo business cards that I just can't seem to figure out is how do you withdraw these cash back rewards? Like I log into Wells Fargo and I can see the cash back that I've accumulated, like $319. There is no button anywhere for me to get this cash back? Like, do I have to call in to get the cash back? I I honestly spent probably 30 minutes trying to read Wells Fargo FAQs and just clicking around on the site. I could not figure it out. So if anyone has a Wells Fargo business credit card, specifically, I think this is the Wells Fargo business platinum card, please do leave a comment or DM me and let me know how I can get this money out because I don't plan on using this card for anything else. And I'd really prefer not to have to call Wells Fargo if I can avoid it. So thank you in advance. 
Then we've also got a bunch of spend coming up, just like paying for some online classes and a bunch of house stuff. And so we've been on kind of a credit card opening spree in August and actually into September as well. So I opened a Chase Inc. business card, which is the 75,000 points for spending $7,500. And what I did there was I had P2 refer me into the Inc. Unlimited. I opened that. And then once I had my Inc. Unlimited, I referred P2 to an Inc. Cash. And so she opened that in, I think, September. So we won't include it in this recap, but you can see it now on the churn tracker, which has all the dates and all the things that we're opening as we're opening them. But basically, the, the Chase multiplayer referral loop is just really lucrative that way, where you just have P1 refer you to one card, P2 refer you to a different card, and kind of just go back and forth until you run out of cards or you run out of businesses. And it's a lot safer doing that than doing self-referrals where you refer yourself to another Chase business card because I've heard rumors or data points of that being a little risky and potentially could lead to clawbacks or even shutdowns. So yeah, ideally you have a P2, but if you don't, you can also check out my Chase Inc. referral links on the website as well. But yeah, pretty easy way to accumulate Chase points. Then kind of on a spur of the moment thing, I was logged into P2's Amex account because I was uh, trying to cancel her Amex business platinum. The renewal had just hit, I think, for $5.95 or it's $6.95 now. And we'd messaged them and the best retention offer they could do was $100. So back during the pandemic, it was a $300 retention offer. And now I think it's down to $100 which really isn't worth it for us to keep alive with that like five, $600 fee. But we did need a membership rewards card for her in order to keep her Amex points alive. And luckily, right as we were canceling it, we saw the banner that said, sign up for an Amex gold card for 100,000 points for only $4,000 of spend. So I'd actually seen this on DOC where he posted that it was a targeted pre-approval offer. And usually we never get those. Like I didn't get this on my accounts, but P2 had it. And so we jumped on it and yeah, got a gold card now as well. And have actually been sort of enjoying the Shake Shack credit. You get $10 off of Shake Shack every month because that also stacks with some of the Shake Shack promotions that they run. Like right now they have a buy one, get one on Shake Shack burgers. So not that it totally justifies the $295 fee, but it does help. And then we are getting the 100,000 points eventually. So that more than makes up for it. Next up, we have brokerages. Nothing too much happening on the brokerage front. I got $100 from Nadex for a referral and actually got this, I think, back in July, but I kind of just forgotten to check Nadex in a while because we don't really use it. But I think this Nadex thing is still going. Like you can still get $100 plus $100 for doing five binary option trades. So pretty easy. But I think at this point, everyone who listens to this podcast has already done this offer since it's it's been around for a while. But always nice to see a, a random referral bonus. So if you're listening and you joined Nadex two, three months ago, really appreciate it. Thanks for using my referral. There's also another pretty interesting brokerage offer happening right now, which is with Public. And I think a lot of us have Public accounts because for a while there, it was pretty easy to MS $5,000 through Public by funding with a credit card. And uh, the nice thing with this new brokerage bonus, it's actually really high. It's a $2,000 bonus if you deposit 
$100,000, or it's a $500 bonus if you deposit, I think, $25,000. So one of the highest brokerage bonuses I think it actually ended up coming out in early September and DOC just confirmed that it does work with existing accounts. So you don't need to be a new public member. So I'm kind of trying to figure out which account I can consolidate to get $100,000 into and then do an ACATS, A-C-A-T-S transfer into Nadex. If you're not familiar with the whole ACATS process, definitely check out the Interactive Brokers episode, which is one of the earlier episodes I did for kind of a rundown of how ACATS usually works. And yeah, the thing is, though, you do need to have that $100,000, I think, transfer in one go. So if you do have 100K spread out between many different brokerages or accounts, I think you have to consolidate them via ACATS first into one account, then ACATS into public. So yeah, just trying to figure out all the pieces of that, but hopefully I'll have an update on that in the next recap. But otherwise, that was it for brokerages. And then we have meal kits. So pretty good month for meal kits because every time there's a holiday, there's usually increased meal kit offers on Rakuten. And so the week leading up to Labor Day weekend, they were doing a bunch of offers, one of which being Freshly. It ended up being an $18 moneymaker because the first box ended up being only $52 for six meals. Then you get $60 back from Rakuten and then another $10 back from Amex, which ends up with that $18 of free money for getting six meals for free as well. So we should be getting that in the next couple weeks and fingers crossed it tastes good. I mean, from the pictures, it sort of just looks like a slightly less healthy version of Factor 75, which is that it's ready-made meals so that you just microwave it and in a few minutes you're done. You don't have to do any meal prep yourself. So those always can be a little bit uh, dubious as to whether or not they end up tasting good. But if you're paying me to try them, you know, always down for that. But the issue we ran into actually was that it tracked fine for P2. Like after an hour, she got an email from Rakuten being like, hey, here's your cash back. I never got that email, which was weird because I had the Rakuten extension activated the whole way through. And I even got the little congratulations banner after checkout from Rakuten. And so I was a little miffed as to why mine didn't track automatically. And the next day, I actually got an email from Honey saying congratulations on your $2 cashback on Freshly, which was very confusing because I definitely did not have Honey activated. I had the Rakuten extension activated and I even confirmed the whole way through that the Rakuten thing was activated. So somehow Honey, I think, triggered itself and ended up superseding Rakuten for the cashback. And so I have since completely removed Honey from my Chrome extensions. Honey was pretty spammy to start with, like it would pop up on pretty much every website and tell you whether the price had gone up or down. And sometimes that's useful, but mostly it just slowed down Chrome. And now it took my Rakuten cashback. So very not cool, Honey. And so I've removed Honey and I emailed Rakuten. And luckily I took screenshots of the whole process during checkout, as well as the little congratulations window from Rakuten. And within a day, they had manually credited me not just for the $60, but for $65, because by the end of that Labor Day weekend, they'd bumped up the Freshly offer from $60 to $65. So it actually ended up working extra well because it turned into a $23 moneymaker instead of an $18 moneymaker. And overall, I mean, I'm just really impressed with Rakuten. They've just been 
the smoothest to deal with both in terms of tracking and with customer service. Like you don't get the kind of shit that Swagbucks and MyPoints constantly try to pull. Rakuten actually just delivers, you know, they don't really question you or try to find a way to wriggle out of paying you. They just do it. And it explains why Rakuten is like a billion dollar company, you know, it really shows. And so ultimately worked out well, got two freshly orders coming in and ended up making, what is that? 18 plus 23, $41. Not too bad. We also had a bunch more HelloFresh milk kits come in that we'd ordered, uh, I think, back in July or early August. And so, yeah, been eating our way through those because with HelloFresh, we'd received a bunch of welcome back offers. So they send all kinds of stuff in the mail. There's all kinds of various promotions and they vary from like 31% off your first box to 50%, 55%, 60%, 65%. And once in a while, if you just don't respond to those welcome back offers, they'll send you a 75% back offer, which is really good because then you can max out that first box at five or six dinners. And so what would have cost, you know, $130, $140 ends up only costing you like $30. So definitely keep your eye out on the mailers and read the terms as to what you're going to get on the first box. But both my wife and I got the 75% back offers. And so we've just been eating a ton of HelloFresh these last couple of weeks. And with those boxes, HelloFresh also puts in these little referral cards where you can give it to your friend and they get their first box free. And so for those of you who listened to the July recap, I had HelloFresh and Green Chef cards to give out. Unfortunately, I haven't done Green Chef in a little while, but I do now have more HelloFresh cards for anyone who wants them. Uh, I think I've got four of those that my friends haven't used yet. So same as before, just leave a comment if you want it and I'll send them out. I'll limit them to just one a person. So anyone who wants them has a chance of getting them. And they're nice because you do get that first box free. And just FYI, I don't get anything from you using one of these cards. Basically, whereas before they would do a thing where like you get $30 and the person referring gets $30, they've just stacked it entirely on the person receiving to get $65 off of their first box, which I think is, you know, a good decision. It's a pretty good deal for the person getting referred. And so I just wanted to mention that so you guys don't think I'm like shilling HelloFresh referrals, you know, I don't get anything out of it, but I do think $65 off the first box. It's pretty decent. So if you haven't tried HelloFresh yet, or if you have roommates and such that you want to sign up for HelloFresh, hit me up on the dailytrendpodcast.com. Got four of these. And on the topic of cashback, Rakuten did their quarterly payouts in August. I think it was August 15th. And that was a pretty big payout for myself and P2. I think we ended up getting around $500 back from Rakuten total. I won't count it in the tally though, because nowadays I'm counting the cashback as it happens. So it's a little less confusing for everyone and me in terms of tracking. But yeah, always nice to get the, the big fat check from Rakuten. Finally, just an update on cell phones. So I'm sure you guys know I'm a pretty big fan of Visible, which offers the $25 unlimited plan and they run on the Verizon network. So service is usually pretty good. Well, Visible is closing party pay effective October 18th. And what party pay was, was that Visible usually costs $40. But if you join a party, you get Visible for $25. And joining a party was as easy as going on Reddit, finding the Visible party pay subreddit, and just joining that one, which has over, I think, 100,000 members now. So effective October, 
they're doing away with party pay. So if you're in party pay now, you're okay. They're just going to lock in that discount. So you'll grandfather that $25 unlimited plan and then they're adding two new plans. So there's going to be a $30 plan, which I think gets you access to better 5G towers and then a $45 plan, which gets you access to like 30 gigabytes of premium data, which has better priority on the Verizon network. So instead of getting deprioritized when it's really congested and everything loading slow, you'll have 30 gigabytes where you have, I guess, good or best. They're probably saving best priority for actual Verizon customers, but you're getting better priority. And I think you also get 500 megabytes a day of international data when you're traveling. So that's all for $45. So it's not terrible. I mean, I think the biggest impact is that now, if you leave Visible, like you port somewhere else and then you port back into Visible, the best plan you can get is that $30 plan, which is $5 more than the party pay plan that you grandfathered. So not awful to have to pay $5 more. I mean, better 5G. I don't really know how well 5G is even really built out in a lot of areas to justify that. But yeah, that is sort of the the change. And uh, we'll probably just stick on the $25 visible plan unless there's a really good offer somewhere else and we pour it out. But for the most part, it doesn't affect things too much. I mean, now it's slightly more expensive to churn cell phones and SIM cards through visible. You pay that $5 more. And if you have to keep a plan for three months, that's $15 more. So not huge, but again, something to keep in mind. If you're not familiar with churning cell phones and churning SIM cards, definitely check out some of those earlier episodes because the new iPhone 14 just released. And I would expect probably around Black Friday, there will once again be more deals from Visible on the iPhone 14. So that could be a good opportunity to port in a burner number from Boost or Ting into Visible and get the discounts on the phone and potentially sell the phone or keep the phone. Yeah, check out, I think it's episode 17 on churning iPhones. If you want ideas on how to go about that, and I'd imagine Costco would probably run some deals on iPhones again on Black Friday. So yeah, Black Friday phone season is coming up. So something to keep an eye out for. Also, Boost now is also offering a $25 unlimited plan, maybe as a response to Visible closing off their $25 plan in October. So a lot of different options around and uh, yeah, it should be an interesting couple months for, for cell phones. All right, so that's it for all the various churns. So the final tally from everything, let's see, we've got the $100 from Juno for banks, then credit cards got the 319 for myself on the Wells Fargo cashback and 344 for P2 for a total of $663 from Wells Fargo for credit cards. Then the $100 from a Nadex referral, $41 from Freshly via Rakuten because we got the $18 moneymaker for P2 and the $23 moneymaker for P1 for a total of $904 in August. Man, I almost made it to $1,000, which is sort of my goal each month, but not bad. That was pretty close. I, I think I got a bit lazy in August. Like it's really hot where I am. And we live in a, a cabin in the mountains and there's no AC. And heat tends to uh, sort of demotivate me from doing anything, including churning. But I have been really ramping back up this past week, which you can probably tell from the churn tracker, some of the accounts that I've been opening. So hopefully I'll be in good shape for the coming months. 
that's it for the recap. And next time we've got part two of the dealership saga, which apologies for the cliffhanger last time. I do try and keep these episodes ideally under an hour and that was getting a bit long but yeah it should be a good one because we'll go into exactly how i ended up getting that car for below msrp as well as some just general tips when you are searching for a dealership as to which ones you should pick and which ones to avoid so stay tuned for that and thanks for listening to this episode i'll catch you guys next time